The following podcast discusses alternative sexual practices in loving and detailed terms, and as such may not be appropriate for young children, uh, those who do not understand English, or my mother. Mom, I know you want to be supportive, but seriously, stop the podcast and walk away. Listener discretion is advised. Prone Companion, a podcast of wholesome kink and perverted crafting. I'm Shara Kane. I'm Lansing Mike. And also I realize if people don't speak English, they can still listen to us. Maybe they just like the sounds of our voices. Uh, well, Maybe we put them to sleep. Just like Prairie Home Companion would do with me when Garrison Keillor would just drone on and I'd be Sunday afternoon and I'd be on the couch and I was like, <sighs> out because it was just, it was very relaxing. Yeah. Oh, what? Oh. For your glasses. Oh, cool. Thank you. I think they were just wet and foggy. Not, but cool. Yeah, my glasses are going to be clean. Yeah. Saw, saw that and needed it. And uh, yeah. So, uh, let's see here. What has been going we're on? podcasting for a very wet day. Uh, we had a white Thanksgiving with lots of snow. And now it warmed up and it's in the 40s and everything melted. I'm glad because that's how it should be in November. Yes. And well, now December. Now we're in December now. Uh, it's yeah. December second, day after World AIDS Day. So, raw who? I yeah. Um, let's see. What it's been busy. I I like well, my week's been busy. Um, famine and feast and lots of. Shall we say, um, uh, uh, frustration and then some fulfillment. So it was very complicated. Um, I went home to visit family okay. and some guy chatted me up online and I'm like, Hey, and then he sent pictures of his ass, which were really cute. So I sent a picture of my dick and he liked it. He really wanted to get together that night. I'm like, I'm busy. I'm visiting family. I'm not going to split. You know, I'm not home enough that I can just split away for an hour or two while I'm hanging out with my family. I mean, not that we're doing anything super special, but no propriety. Yeah, no, stranger. You, Even though you're a cute stranger who really, really, really wants to bring me off with his mouth, which I said, that'll be a neat trick. And he's like, I really want to try. I'm like, okay. Um, right. So anyways, uh, so that was frustrating because it's like, okay, yeah, you're hot and you want to do me. And it's not, I, it was interesting because I thought if this has been like a, someone I knew, like mm-hmm. a DBC guy who happened to be nearby. Yeah. And I had fun with him in the past. Yeah. I would like probably, you know, given a bit of warning, I'd probably be like, Hey mom, there's a friend from Detroit. He's actually nearby for the holiday. I'm going to go visit him for an hour. Yeah, you know, I can just leave out that we're going to, you know, fuck like weasels. But, you know. Right. But, yeah, so I'm like, okay, would I have done it for somebody new? Yeah. Also, it was in Chesterfield, which has a really good game store. So, you know, <laughs> I would have definitely gone to. Anyways, um, we'll see. So, I mean, that got me all hot and horny, but nothing I can do about it. Right. Then I come home, and I went to a party. I was hopeful because the party, a couple would be at this party. One of the guys in the couple has come on to me at the bar. And I was like, ooh, are they open? I don't know. Well, the same guy comes on to me at the party. And it's like, yay. Yay. Um, and then I bring up, so what about your partner? And he's kind of like, uh. And he's kind of noncommittal about it. He's like, you want to do a three-way? I'm like, oh, well, I wasn't going that way. I was simply seeing if you have consent to play around with others. But sure. Sure. <laughs> and so he runs off the other room to confer. and comes back and he's like, oh, no, we're going to try and have a three-way with so-and-so. And I was like, okay. And uh, the funny thing is, 
something like that would have fucking destroyed me, like, at certain points in my life. Just that whole bait and switch and just, like, you know, just destroyed my sense of self. It's like, oh, this guy, I'm being dumped for someone else for hijinks with people. Um, not in this situation. It's like either, well, first of all, everyone involved was super drunk. So I'm like, maybe it's a better <laughs> situation just not, I do not want this this night. Hashtag whiskey dick. Uh, well, or just, uh, actually, no, his dick was getting hard. We, we groped in the uh, broom closet and uh, it, he was functional. Um, the, uh, the other thing was, um, it was uh, just like, it seemed too much of a situation. I was like, you know, I don't know. They're true. Are they really open? I don't know. So it's like, I'm fine stepping away. Mm-hmm. But he's like, well, if it falls through, I'll, I'll send you a text. I was like, okay. Um, so again, frustrated because like, that's kind of what I wanted out of that party was like, Hey, maybe something will happen, you know, high orgy potential. And then almost, and then it's like, goes away. I'm like, eh, for the best. Um, but still frustrating. Well then like the next Tuesday I get a text from Mr. Uh, um, guy at my hometown. He's mm-hmm. like, Hey, I'm like, Hey, how's it going? He's like, you're not that far away. I can make it there tonight. And I'm like, it's Tuesday. I can't do things on Tuesday. I have work and I have chorus. I don't want to make someone drive an hour and a half for, you know, half an hour of something and then they go back. It's like, I said, no, if you come up, I want you for an evening where I will, you know, like, I'm not going to give you gas money because that just seems too <laughs> transactional. I'll buy you a meal and then we'll right. do horrible gross indecencies, sure. Right. And so he was like, okay. And then I go, so I'm not available. He goes, I go, so Wednesday I'm good, Friday I'm good. And he's like, I'm only free Tuesdays. I'm like, that's a problem. Except it's, I thought it's gonna have to wait till January. Well, that's what I thought. No, well, no, oh, or rest of December. Yeah, yeah, because it, what I mean, I realized like, no, I only have two more Tuesdays. I'm busy, and then I'm free for a month. Yeah, it's like, oh, I go, well, I'm free. You know, next, I'm free after next Tuesday. And he's like, okay. He goes, you want to Skype? And I'm like, uh. So we did five minutes of him showing me his hole and how his tongue works, which is, it's an interesting tongue. <laughs> it might be up to the job. And I'm like, uh, I don't know what to do. I'm in a bathroom stall at work. There's people coming in urine, the urinal, uh, using the urinal. It's like, um, well, best. and then it's hard because I'm on my phone. I'm trying to look at the image he's showing me, but I'm trying to also use, show him stuff. And it's like, this is awkward. I do not like this. I do not like video sexting. It's like, this is just like, I, I, eh. So it was an awkward first attempt, but it was kind of cool. And uh, also got me worked up, again, with no release, because, God damn it, I'm at work. And I have to get to course practice. Well, then I also get texts from Mr. Three-Way. And he's like, because I had second text, like, oh, yeah. So, you know, so I didn't work out tonight. Three-Ways are kind of hard to plan. And then, like, two days later, he's like, what's this about Three-Way? I'm like, you don't remember? <laughs> He's like, no. Wow, so I told him the whole you story. Drunk. Oh yeah, you, uh, I told him the whole story. He's like, oh wow, I'm sorry. It's like, no, I don't remember that. He goes, but it does sound kind of hot. And I'm like, okay, because it wasn't like, okay, I was drunk. I'm not into you. It's more like, oh, I was drunk, but I'm kind of horny right now. I'm like, well, good. Um, and then uh, I said, um, so then I just pried a bit more, and it's like, so what's the deal? And it turns out the deal is that no, they don't play are supposed to play a part. They're uh-huh. like, it's like, so how would he feel if you did this? And he goes, oh yeah, he'd be upset. I was like, okay. And how would you feel if you found out he did something behind you? And I was like, oh yeah, I wouldn't like that. I'm like, so why are we talking? Yeah. I mean, that's already three strikes there, but another strike, a fourth strike was like, so you really want, you know, it's like, so you like guys coming over and blowing you. Do you ever reciprocate? Oh, sometimes. And I was like, 
Oh, rude. Uh-uh. So, so I kind of like said, um, no, but thanks. It's like, uh, if you guys ever do, because I guess they've done threesomes in the past and it just was a fraught. Like, they, there's jealousies and things. So I'm like, okay. So I just like stepped away. I was like, you know, here, here's the deal. I can't do this and this is why. He's like, fair enough. And he's like, and likewise, if your partner ever came on to me, I'd be turning them down too because that's fair. Um, and so, sorry. But still, it gets me all worked up because I'm like, God damn it. Um, <laughs> and so, like, frustration. Finally come Wednesday. Uh-huh. Nice day. I can get out of work at 5. I have a whole evening. There's stuff I need to do at home. Oh, my God. The things that need to be done at home. Um, I ran some water in the sink. And this horrible smell of mold came out because obviously some plate is buried underneath them all and it's growing a horrible fungal colony. And I was like, oh God, I just want to douse the whole thing and like, you know. Uh, Bleach. Yeah, and just like set fire to it. Um, but it's like, well, no, I got to get to that. That's the only thing dirty in the house. Everything else is just disorganized. But, you know, that a dirty sink's scary enough. Um, so I'm like, I'm going to have a whole evening for this. Enter Chicago Boy. Chicago Boy is the guy I've been chatting with for I think years now. He lives in Chicago, visits family about half an hour away, and he's always like, hey, and nothing's ever come of it. Like, we've gotten to the point of like, hey, come on over. Oh, I just smoked a whole bunch. I shouldn't probably drive now. Five minutes ago, you really want I was like, and then last time was he showed up and like, hey, and I go, I'm here for the whole weekend. I'm like, cool. I'm free Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday afternoon. It's like, what works for you? Crickets and then here again. So I'm like, Okay. All right. Um, so he's like, again, starts up, hey, what's up? And I'm like, oh, uh, just finishing work, gotta go home. And he's like, uh, he goes, what do you have planned? I was like, nothing. And he's like, well, how about, and then he sends me a picture of his ass. I'm like, that's nice. So I sent a picture of my dick. He's like, oh, that looks nice. And it's like, cool. Uh, but, you know, it already had that kind of feeling of like, well, where do you live? I'm like, downtown Lansing. He's like, well, how far is that from here? And I look it up and it's like, it's going to take you about half an hour. So I'm already picturing he's kind of like, Laying the ground rule, like, oh, it's too far, or this, or that. Um, and I'm like, okay, I just more frustration this week. Mm-hmm. And he says, like, yeah, he's like, you're just my type. It's like, I'd really love to, you know, be with you. And I'm like, yeah, I'd love to service you. And he's like, what do you mean by service? And I send him three paragraphs of what I would do to him if he once he stepped in the door. And there's a pause, and I get, I'll be, I'm leaving in 10 minutes. <laughs> It's like, okay, all right, let's see if this happens. Um, so, <laughs> And in the meantime, clean out that sink. Oh, uh, no, the sink was a lost cause. I mean, I honestly was tempted to pick everything up and dump it into a, a garbage bag just to hide it. Uh, like, no, it's what it is. It's not, there's, the living room itself is a thing. There's clothes all over the floor. So I focused on, okay, what's it going to see? Entryway, make sure that's clean. Uh, there's a line to the bed. And the bed is not covered in clothes. Okay, got that. And the bathroom. And I did it. It's funny, he never made it to the bathroom. Um, but the bathroom was at least cleaned. It's like, yay. Oh, the pot, the Kleenexes and Q-tips and that was overflowing. It was like a mound that you couldn't even see the trash can anymore. And it's like, yeah, it, it's, it's bachelor living at its worst. Um, uh, the uh, So, yeah, he, he shows finally. I'm like, sweet. And he looks just like his pictures and... Which and, is rare these days. And, uh, and, oh my God, that poor boy's ass. Um, I was horny as fuck and had been with so much frustration building up this week. Um, we, I took him in every conceivable position. I mean, well, the first thing was we were kind of, like, he's like, the, he comes in and he's like, oh my God, so many books. I'm like, that's, that, that's 
a good come on, dude. You, you appreciate my books, yes. And then we like kind of like stand there moderately awkwardly for a second before it's like, wow, just start kissing him. And he apologizes because he had smoked some in the car just before coming up. And it's like, you're fine. Um, and then it's like clothes came off and immediately like without, I just like buried my face in his ass. Like grabbed him and just plowed in and he was like, and it was beautiful. Okay, first of all, lots of fun to fuck. Um, and we did in so many variations. And also what he said was like, you know, he wasn't like, you know, he was making appreciative sounds and saying stuff, but it was very natural and did not sound like fake movie, like porn movie at all. Mm -hmm. Like, oh yeah, that's so hot. He's, it was like, and he called me by my name, Mike. And I was like, that's really a fucking turn on. He's not saying sir. He's not saying daddy. He's saying Mike. I'm like, I fucking like that. (laughs) It's like, wow. And, um, so yeah. So, um, yeah, that poor boy, I just... You, know, you wore his ass out. I hope so. Um, and it was really nice because he had prepped. Because honestly, um, you know, I felt bad because, you know, I just was fucking him. And then he went down on me, like, immediately. I'm like, oh. And so I was just kind of curious. It's like, how horrible is my dick? So while he's going down on me very nicely, I, like, basically hand into his ass and, like, finger him. And then, like, I was like, oh, no, I only smell lube. This is nice. All right. And I like my, fi- <laughs> my fingers like, it doesn't even taste that bad. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, so I didn't feel too bad. But, um, yeah, I did find out one thing. Um, yeah, so, uh, like, just before going down, he's like, well, I'm going to need lube. And it's like, cool. And it's like, what about condoms? He's like, I'm fine with that. And it's like, well, I was just testing October. And he's like, me, August. And it's like, I'm on prep. Me too. Yeah, I'm a whore. I, I'm a dirty whore. I just, like, plunged in without a condom. And it's like, okay. Well, I mean, there's other... I mean, the thing is, there are other diseases. So yes. that's the trouble. Um, but, um, you know, with being on prep, you have to get tested regularly, you know, liver and all that, but also I intend to get tested for other things regularly. So we'll see, you know, it was, it was fun and, uh, I'm a, I'm shy and coming. So I didn't, he really wanted me to come all over his face. I'm like, that'll be a neat trick that might not happen. And it didn't happen because as I'm standing over him, trying to jerk off into his face, it was too much for him. And he just came without touching himself. And it's like, oh, which prompted me to like go down and basically to keep it off my carpeting. Slope, slope, slope. Then of course I had the horrible thought. Oh, I hope he's not on meth or anything shit like that because I don't want to get a secondary high off of his cum. Because I've heard someone say that they like it doesn't get thoroughly processed. And oh, right, but I'm wondering I, if it I ends up in the cum at all. Urine. Well, oh, urine. Yes. Urine definitely. Because I know there's some people who actually will. Drink the urine to like, like yeah. hardcore because some a lot of it gets processed through. So, but someone once said that they yeah, uh, or maybe they were drinking urine when they had that because they talked about how they were with someone. They probably guessed that they were on something afterwards because they were just really wired after they had like ingested something. So it's like hmm. Anyways, um, so yeah, and the nice thing was then he just like wasn't buying gone. He was like laid down for a bit and said his shoulder hurt from working out so we gave a back rub and then we kind of exchanged little life stories and found out what's going on in his life and I was like wow you got a lot going on I'm glad you made it here because he was in the same position I was with the other guy visiting his family and probably had to go AWOL from them you know and it's like okay well thank you for giving me this time and he had to be up really early the next morning and get back to Chicago and I was like oh and you got a lot of shit to deal with so thank you for giving me this time and we'll see if there's a second, because it was fun, and I think he had a good time. But, cool. oh my God, finally. <laughs> finally. Oh my God, he was, oh, he was he was fun. Um, one of those 
uncut dicks that, you know, the foreskin just leaves a little circle opening at the tip when they're oh, hard. I know. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's so cute. <laughs> I did not say that. but You um, thought it. But yes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so um, that was a lot of fun. So, like, that was my Wednesday. So, finally, it's like, yeah, I just, it, was a, it was a perfect storm because I've just been so wired and teased and that poor boy's ass. <laughs> <laughs> and throw, he was really good at blowing. And it's like, oh, this, this, I, you might be able to bring me off, but well, you know, now I think it's one with familiarity. The more I'm around people, I, or with someone, I think the more chance there is of me. But we'll see. We'll see if there's a repeat performance. Well, perhaps you can uh, pit plan and you know get yourself a thirty dollar Amtrak ticket to Chicago and. I, you know, that was, not on the, that was not an option, so I don't know. Actually, he doesn't have a place. That was one of his issues with yeah. life. Um, his apartment he has to be out of by the end of December. That was just a surprise. Ooh. He's also going to be out of the country for two months on uh, an extended trip. He also doesn't longer has a job. Because, you know, we live in capitalist, uh, late-stage capitalism, which means, hey, I'm working at this place where I'm doing well, yay. Oh, Here's my dream job, and they're willing to like help train and do stuff. So okay, so I quit my job in the finance sector to go and get training for this other job. Cool. Oh, and then after they filled the position I left, suddenly this new job says we combine two positions. You don't have a job here anymore. So he gets lured to away from a job by another job, which then you know bait and switch. It's like oh sorry. It's like you and it's like oh shit. And he's like yeah I don't know what I'm doing with my life. And it's like but it's like okay. Um, good luck. Move to Lansing. Uh, well, um, or move to in with his family, and then he'll be half an hour away, and maybe he'll need lots of things to take his mind off of the fact that, you know, didn't have, you know, have lost a job. and I mean, didn't lose a job, just got caught up in, yeah, I'm, I'm, I feel like those kind of situations, no, there should be laws. You know, how, if you're a uh, military and you have to go on duty, and I think they have to keep your job open for you. In some places, or there's, I think there's laws. I mean, I don't think they're allowed to fire you just because you then had to serve your country because you're a reservist. Right. No, there is, there are laws yeah. in place that, while it, it doesn't necessarily have to be the same, mm-hmm. the exact same job. They have it to has to be some a, a comparable. They can't just position. say, oh, yep. well, no, sorry, you're serving the country. Bye. Um, you yep. know, the same way. It's like, oh, I'm leaving one job for another. That one you've just left should be guaranteed on some level. It's like, sorry. Um, you, I had a job, and you made me give it up for you. It's like, and now you're what? What? Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, I, we had a coworker. Oh, my God, he was so hot, um, who was in the reserves. And um, such a dude, bro. Um, like, he really wanted to serve. He really wanted to go over there and go to Afghanistan and fight. So he actually got transferred to a different regiment, grouping, whatever they call him. I can't remember even what he was, Army, Marine, whatever. Um that was more likely to deploy because he really wanted to go out there and fight for the country. And he got, and then he met his future wife. And he's like, oh, shoot. Because he didn't want to be deployed now because he had a woman to take care of. He was also the one who said women shouldn't be in the army because men will go out of their way to try and protect them and get themselves killed. And I'm like, oh, well, if they're that stupid, they should be killed. And he's like, what? And it's like, treat them like another person. You know, they're a human being. You don't, you don't act chivalrous on the fucking battlefield. It's like, so, so you're telling me if the enemy some arms women who come at you trying to kill you, you're just going to let them? It's like, that's what chivalry would be if you're going to take this to its logical conclusion. 
I he had issues, but he left us to go to another job. Didn't tell them that he was about to be deployed. So he was with them for like a couple weeks, and it's like, bye. I'm going away for months now. Gotta keep my job for me. It's like that seemed kind of dodgy. Yeah, that that's I mean, that's rude. Oh, he played. He yeah. used the system, and basically, yeah, kind of. I think screwed over his new. And he was like, he didn't say anything about. He knew he was being deployed, and he said nothing. It's like, dude. It's like I said, he was. He had some questionable he, ideologies. Oh God, was he fucking hot? Anyways, hot in that, you know, army bright sort of way. No, no, no. Yeah. Hot like model, fucking quality, beautiful face, and just goddamn body. That yeah, I saw him shirtless playing football on a beach once. I was like, uh, uh. <laughs> um. So yeah, and his wife was like gorgeous too. So they'll make you know possibly fucking beautiful children. Um. So uh, the uh, yeah. So okay. Oh, so that was what. Oh, bait and switch jobs. Hey everyone, it's Dick and Max, the hosts of Off the Cuffs, a kink and BDSM podcast. A podcast for those in the lifestyle and those who are curious about it. Each week we sit down with a different guest to discuss their radioactive spider bite into kink. And it gives everybody a chance to express themselves in matters of sexuality. And a platform in which to express it. It's conversational, it's educational, and it's a lot of fun. More and more people have been reaching out to us telling us what they've learned about themselves just from us sharing our stories with each other every week. So find Off the Cuffs on iTunes or your favorite podcast streaming service and follow us on twitter and instagram at ocp kink anyways long story short yes yeah, so i've had a very busy week and that's even before um uh last night's stuff so what'd you do did you have any fun doing anything uh i um i met up with my pig mm-hmm. um who my, i saw at the bar yeah funny that uh he's local he's gay so and he's kinky, so yeah, he showed up at the bar with, mm-hmm. along with every other kinkster within wow. 30 that, minutes. There was a lot. Wow. Was yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. Put, yeah. put a pin in that. We'll come back oh, to it. Yeah. Um, my initial plan was I, I wanted to see if we could get together first thing Friday morning after Thanksgiving. Okay. Because um, I figured, hey, we've, we've both had really big meals with lots of carbs in them and that, that should be fun. And he's like, yeah, I'd like to, except I've got somebody staying over and we're going to hit the doorbuster deals on Friday. I'm like, saving five bucks on electronics is more important to you than kinky sex. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's fucking Black Friday. Don't you know this is a high holiday for consumerism? It'd be like, you know, it'd be like, you know, your family telling you, oh, no, you need to come home for Halloween and be with us to give out candy to children. It's like, no, it's a fucking high Holiday for the gays. I'm, you know, I'm getting dressed up and being on the Spice Girls at the bar. I'm, I'm getting dressed up as a slutty Marvel character. Or it's like, you know, your family saying, oh, no, you have to come home during Pride Weekend. Or, I mean, anything that would be... I mean, yeah, Black Friday, that's sacred to many people. It's like, you know, it's kind of like me and nerd stuff. It's like, oh, yeah, you know. One of the most depressing things I've learned recently is they have Black Friday in the U.K. Cool. Spreads. Yeah, they don't have Thanksgiving, but they have Black Friday well, and Black well, Friday sales. I know some cultures that aren't very Christian that pursue Christmas because of the commercial you know, elements of it and all that. So it's like, hey, memes, magics. Um, the uh, I mean, no, it's it's yeah, it's kind of like you know what you're into, and also if you're you know if you basically 
you know, if you have someone over, then, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's that, more of that. It's like, hey, I'm going to be doing this with this other person. So I was like, oh, okay. But we uh, we did end up uh, meeting up later that weekend. Cool. Um, had a spot of fun. I showed him uh, my illustrator, mm-hmm. uh, and it scared him. <laughs> As it should. As it should. Uh, so I don't know if I will get a chance to actually use that particular implement on him. I wonder if there's, like, they sell, like, bands that are less, like, tight there, or that. There are different grades of bands. Um, or even just standard rubber bands. Well, yeah. I but, mean, you know, that would also be something that I wouldn't, you know, you, and you could just put several on, you know. Yeah, there, there, are, there are many inventive ways that, yeah. that one can can torture testicles. Mm. And, I mean, heck, I've done it with just paracord mm. and just wrap it. You start... Loose, get progressively tighter and tighter, and then grab on and act like it's the pull on, yep. on a two-stroke motor. And I've seen a demo of that where the guy was like, "Yeah, oh god, the way he jumped when it got pulled too," but he was, but he liked it because you know, as it's being wrapped around, I think it was turning him on. But then when they pulled, he was rock hard and dripping. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, he 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 appreciated that. he he appreciated that. Uh, Members of the audience who got sprayed by his pre-cum, maybe not as much, but oh well. It's like, well, what do you expect? They might have been into it, too. It's kind of like a Gallagher show, (laughs) but no. Um, Okay, so you had some fun on the weekend, yes. Yeah, so, um, yeah, that's... While I was being frustrated by... Yeah, that's the only official fun I've had. Um, Found that uh, Sling Bear is working on uh, setting up his own dungeon. Okay. Partly inspired by the closure of dungeon number six. Um, oh. That, you know, he's like, we, we need another dungeon in the area. I've got a pretty big basement. We need another person who will, yeah, open up their house to kinky people. Yeah. On the, a semi-regular basis. Yeah. The biggest problem, though, is very limited parking ah. where he is. Um, you can squeeze four cars total mm-hmm. in his driveway, including his. Mm-hmm. And then there are... Uh, just a handful of visitor spots relatively nearby. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, maybe we need to have people... There's no know, street parking or... No, oh. no, no street parking. Um, yeah, it's one of those planned developments. That, oh. Yeah, I was going to say, no nearby churches or you know, stores with big parking lots. There, there is, there is a, a church nearby uh, within about a half mile, and then there is a mire within... A mile and a half. Woof. So well, you could park there and like shuttle people. Yeah, over, par- but park. Yeah, the the thought was maybe park. I don't mind walking uh, half I, model. I'm not model. Mile. Mile. Yeah. I, either yeah, park at the LDS church, mm-hmm. um, or yeah, park at the nearby Meyer or CVS, and then uh, get a five dollar lift or Uber for for the uh, last bit. Okay. Um, so th- that's a thought. Um, or just keep it intimate. Or, yeah, just, you know, have, you know, if you can have three carfuls of people, I mean... If we fill up cars... You, I mean, yeah, you can have 15, for, yeah. We, I know, you know, yeah, we often have had full cars who are going to DBC, and yeah. I can think of more people who've shown interest, um, you know, people like, ooh, I'm curious about it. It's like, hey, well, let's see, maybe you can fit into a vehicle. Uh, yeah, and, you know... Maybe if there's enough interest from the the Lansing set, end up renting one of those you know 
20 seat vans. Well, <laughs> I do know that, yeah, for DBC. I mean, I, I can think of several people I saw last night at the bar that have shown interest and really want to go. It's like, oh, okay. yeah, they, like, they, they need to go. Yeah, I would love to see more people at mm-hmm. DBC. Have, um, see more people, more kinky people in Lansing just well, getting together that's on a regular it's like, basis. Yeah, if we had a, a good sized Lansing contingent, then yay, eventually we figure you know, we have someone local who opens up their basement for a dungeon. Yeah, yeah that, that would be nice. Dungeons. I do know people who have private dungeons, but they tend to be very, uh, not stingy, not, uh, very private about their private dungeons. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're not the kind of people to invite over a couple dozen other queers to, and yeah, a lot of the private dungeons that I've seen, um, it would be rather difficult to use everything at once. Mm. Um, you know, they, they have quite a few different implements, but one yeah. person, one person playing. Yes. That yeah. is enough room, but to have, yeah, a crowd, it could be tricky, yeah. but you know, there's gotta be kinksters with nice sized basements somewhere in Lansing. <laughs> well, I can think of one kingster in Lansing who has a nice sized basement and a good size yard and, an appreciation for fine art. Cool. <laughs> um, were they, oh no, but I do. Well, actually, I do know someone else who. Yeah, he's he's thinking about turning his basement. He just moved into a, a new house, and he's like, I guess the basement has lots of dungeon potential. So it's like, which was discussed yesterday at uh, the the bar. Cool. Like, hey, so well, you'll you'll have to say who it is when we're off mic. Okay. So bar last night. Yes. Oh, good God, uh, Mr. Michigan Leather will camp. No. Yes. Yes. I. I'll, I keep being confused because I want to call him Will Baker because he bakes, but his name is Will Camp. Yes. He also camps. Um, yeah, I was telling him, oh, I told someone the wrong name because I did say Baker. I said, like, well, that's funny. He's, his name's Baker and he bakes. He's like, yeah. I was like, no, no, camps. But he also camps. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, he put on Christmas, a leather Christmas, so December 1st at Esquire, um, which interfered with DBC, but I, it was walking distance. Uh I put on my kilt and a harness and walked. It wasn't too horrible weather-wise. It did rain. It, God, it rained on the way back. I was so glad I brought my umbrella. Because halfway back, it started raining, popped open the umbrella, and then another quarter of the way, boosh, pour. I'm like, I'm glad I had this thing. It was worth, it was worth <laughs> lugging around. Um, I showed up early. It started at 8.30. Yes. Uh, and uh, I showed up pretty time. early. Um, good collection of people, some people from Detroit area, Ann Arbor, Grand uh, Rapids, uh, pulled in a lot of people and that was really nice to see. Um, it was mostly leather people in the bar, you know, I thought, you know, we, uh, not a lot of activities. There was a 50, 50 raffle and a bake sale that he was doing yep. to make a fundraiser. And, uh, honestly, uh, they did it early to, so I wouldn't, you know, get it out of the way and not have to interrupt things. And mostly just people milling around talking. And that was so many people. So many. And I felt bad because there were so many people I wanted to talk to. Like, there had been people I'd talked to earlier saying, hey, you got to come to this. Yeah. Because I know there's a guy who's um, newer in town, interested in, he's not dealt with kink stuff at all, but he's interested. And he contacted me because a mutual friend said, oh, this guy's into stuff. You should talk to him. And so he's like, hey. And so I'm like, yeah, we should talk. He was there. Had no chance to talk to him. Of course not. Um, another guy who I've met at uh, First Friday was there, and he's showed interest in having a conversation, which I'm hoping also means he's interested in, like, you know, fucking. Uh, but, uh, again, I, I, hope. I yeah. showed him no. I was I was like, hey, how's it going? And that was it. it that me. was it, yeah. Um, I mean, I did. Um, there was a couple that weren't actually there for the kink night. Uh, they're new in town. 
and I've seen them online. I think they woofed at me on one of the apps, and I woofed back. And I told them about some of the events, you know, some of the things that happened in Lansing. So seeing them in person, I was like, oh, cool. Um, and it turns out, you know, at least one of the two is super nerdy, and we we're talking about books for a lot. We were like talking about authors and that, and we have very similar taste in books. So it was really nice to have a nice conversation. Been nicer if it wasn't, you know, in a loud bar. But I also felt bad because it's like, okay, the time I'm spending talking to these two, I'm not spending talking to many other people. And there's some people um, that I really wanted to get to know, people I know very casually, and some new guy who was like, oh, he's really cute and had a nice harness. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's like, I don't know who he is. I should talk to him. And it's like, but I didn't have time till much later in the evening. Yeah. But he's actually pretty local, and uh, he's... Been out of town for about five years living somewhere else, but he's a Lansing guy. And it's funny because I'm talking about Suits as if he doesn't know what it is, forgetting that Suits has been going on for fucking decades. He's like, oh, I've been to Suits. And it's like, oh, that's right. You've only been gone for five years. <laughs> um, and uh, so, yeah, so talk to him and he was cute. Um, if you're into, you know, skinny furry guys who wear leather, <laughs> I guess the term is otter. We saw many people that we know, and yeah, so lots of conversation to be had. But yeah, I mean, I had a little conversation with you, because um, you showed up and you were uh, taking part in our conversation when I was talking to the two guys. Mm -hmm. And then and then I looked and I saw you sitting at a table by yourself, and then you are gone. And I was like, oh no. But I don't know how much time there was between that, because I lost track of time. Yeah, no, I left about 11 o'clock. Okay. So... Yeah, I, that that's when my body said, nope, you're okay. done. Because I was like, oh, is he like being shy? <laughs> when do you ever know me to be shy? Well, we have moods, you know? It's like, I, I mean, it, it wasn't clickish, but there were definitely tables of people who were like, it felt like they knew each other. I would not say yeah. clickish, because clickish is where it's like, no, 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 don't join us. I felt like I could have joined any conversation in the bar. But when you see a bunch of people around a table who all are kind of, knowing each other, it's hard sometimes to break into that. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, you know, and I, you know, I, I saw that. I'm like, I know some people well enough I could, but then I was just so busy I couldn't, I couldn't talk to all the people I wanted to talk to. Yeah, no. And that was my first time wearing my show tail oh, yeah. uh, out in public. And eventually, uh, as the night wore on, I had to take it off. Hmm. Because I was very aware of how much space I up. was taking up. Yeah, and how much space the tail like was taking up. It's like wearing a backpack up. on a yeah. subway. It's like, brr, brr, brr. it's like this thing that extends behind you, and it's kind of like, like a bustle or something. And I was like, I'm being incredibly rude wearing this thing when, you know, well, it's pack, when we're packed, you know, hip to hip. Yeah, when we're, when we're about, you know, 10 people away from having the fire marshal show up and be really Did grumpy. you have uh, many people, like, you know, being inappropriate or grabbing it or tugging it? I didn't feel anybody tugging on it, okay. but I I did feel it get thwacked a couple times yeah. just by people walking by. And it. I'm sorry, but you know I know you're not really supposed to play with people's tails without talking to them, but I just cannot. The consistency and the way they boing, I just cannot not bat, you know, bop it. <laughs> I, I guess in my heart of hearts, I'm a cat. You know, there's pup play and there's kitten play, and I just see something bouncing. I was like, gotta mash it, bang. <laughs> Well, I mean, a show tail is one thing, but yeah, if, if <laughs> oh, it were a plug tail, oh, yeah. yeah, no, <laughs> thou shalt not. Um, yeah, so yeah, because I had my harness that had the cock ring, you know, connected. Yeah, some people grabbed that and gave it a pull. And, you know, I don't have really much boundaries. And then, you know, there are hands going under my kilt. I'm like, fucking yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> well, as I was telling someone, for me, my kilt is consent. If someone wants to reach under there and feel, that's why I wore the kilt. That's only for me. 
And you'd only know that if you actually asked me. So right. that's kind of consent. Con- kilts are not consent. And I was saying that. It's like I saw other people in kilts and, you know, reaching under there. No. And most people who reached under were like, can I? And it's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't wear this to be shy. <laughs> um, so for me, it's kind of like, yeah, please. But, you know, it'd be interesting. Yeah, there, that's it's a, still nice to ask. Well, it'd be um, you know, it'd be interesting to have like a hanky code or some sort of such thing that you know, something you wear on your belt that implies, you know, hey, kill check, go ahead. You know, if you want to, it's like it's, it's fair game, and <laughs> so um, so yeah, so yeah, it's always sad when I go to the bar and it's a very charged event and nobody wants to look under or touch under it. I'm like, no, but I, there's things. There's no. I, I shaved for this. I don't shave. <laughs> um, Although, it, oh, the, the feel of, yeah, it, it, when you do shave your balls, it has a neat feel to it. Not the touching of the balls, that's too, but the way your balls feel is interesting, and it can be nice. But <laughs> it's so much effort. It's like, it's hard enough just to shave my face. And God, balls bleed if you nick them. God, do they bleed. Um, no, but it was a very good night. Um, like I said, chatted with lots of people. Uh, wish I'd been able to chat more. Uh, drank a shit ton. I had six cocktails, which is all the fuck Wow. Today. Well, I was like, how do I have six? I was looking at the bill, and I was like, how do I spend that much? Uh, so for me, $38 was like a huge bar tab because, you know, I'm not much of a heavyweight, and we live in Lansing. So $38 is a huge bar tab. Yeah. That, I hear that... people talk about, oh, I spent hundreds. It's like, how the fuck did you not die? But yeah. maybe in a major city if you're drinking super fancy cocktails. But even then, it's like, I hear how much people spend at the bar. I'm like, how? It was, um, no, I had, was it? And everything was different, and so it's like, wow. Um, I had a rusty nail. Okay. Because drambuie is something I just discovered, and a couple of gin and tonics, and a rum and coke because I was boring, and then uh, something else. Oh, there's a amaretto sour, just because. Oh, and cranberry cocktail. Yeah. Oh wait, were there seven? I don't know. I drank a lot, but it was paced, and I, I mean, I, it was enough to make me social, uh, but not terribly buzzed. And I don't know how inappropriate it was. I did shove my hands down a couple people's pants. But, in my defense, they started it. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, so, yeah. So, no. It's like, um, like I said, yeah. There's a lot of gropiness going on. There's a lot of people who I've not done things with that I intend to do things with. We are, barring, you know, infirmary or death, I will be fucking these people at some point in my life, but it's just a matter of finding the time because we're all goddamn adults with schedules. Yeah. But it was fun. Jobs um, and hobbies other than kinky sex and... Yeah. Jobs, uh, hobbies, well, singing, I guess the chorus is a hobby in a way. So, uh, yeah, so we're all like, blah, uh, it was a great event. I enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was low-key and very casual and fun. Um, I stayed till the bar closed. I mean, I was there till the, you know, the, the Zachary Quinto clone... Uh, bartender walked by a server he's a server walked by and said last call I'm like oh really at that time already wow alright I'll pay my tab and get a, a glass of water to hydrate because I don't think I've consumed any water this day and uh, uh, and walked home in the rain which was nice it was, it was a good event hey I'm Sunny Megatron from American Sex a podcast about life liberty and the pursuit of f**k ooh that's kind of a trashy first impression isn't it I'm so sorry okay <clears throat> On American Sex, Ken Melvoinberg and I explore our guests' deepest, darkest sexual secrets, hang-ups, fantasies, and victories. Each episode reminds us that in this fine country of ours, no matter our differences, we all want and deserve the same things. Freedom and happiness and f***. 
Find American Sex on iTunes, Stitcher, and most podcast services or at americansexpodcast.com. Expert. I'm like <laughs> forgetting our whole format. Expert portion of the show where this week we're going to talk about gay bookstores oh, while yeah. they still exist, well, sort of. Kind yeah. of. Um, what brought this on is Common Language is a gay bookstore in uh, Ann Arbor. Yes. It's in the um, Brom Court, which is like this little courtyard that's surrounded by what are houses that have been turned into businesses. Um, and there's a couple that own, uh, I think, a couple of the houses. One of the houses is the uh, Common Language Bookstore. Been around for a long time. They're closing this month. Uh, I think this is their final month that they're open. Um, you know, they have deals going on. Some They have some really nice books that they are actually uh, eBaying off. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it Illustration, uh, The Art of Patrick Fillion? It's like, ooh, um, how do I not own this? Uh, it's a Bruno Grimunder book, which was a publisher of lots of lovely gay art books who went under, like, last year. And uh, so uh, that's sad because it's like, so I think uh, they no longer publish, and so a lot of these books are going to high price. And that was going on eBay, and I was like, Oh, 125 starting bid. It's like, but if you go on Amazon, it's, like, it's 117 on Amazon. Yeah, so and I was like, oh, it's kind of worth it, but damn it. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're they're not putting pie in the sky prices on no, it. No, they're, they're just trying to they're trying to make money for the fact that they're you know probably probably lost a lot of money in the last few months or years because running a bookstore. Um, so they're going away. And also, I think now I've heard conflicting things about that. They also run the Out Bar, right? Which is, um. I know of a local who says the Outbar itself will be closing beginning of next year because the couple has sold the buildings to someone else. But then someone else said, no, the Outbar is fine and it's staying. Only the bookstore is going. And it's like, interesting. So, I don't know. Yeah, we may find out. Yeah. Ask around when. Yeah, we're going to be in, for a a person's birthday party, we're going, you know, in mid-December. Right. I was, I really wanted to make a trip to Ann Arbor like this week and head it up and I was oh yeah, I'm going in two weeks anyways for this thing, so I can wait till then for my final trip to Common Language. Oh no, gay bookstores are so, I mean, I love, first of all, I love bookstores, but um, they were a haven for so long. I mean, there's places where you could not, pre-Amazon, pre-internet, uh, everything came in books. And standard bookstores did not oftentimes have gay lesbian stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of gay lesbian periodicals out there. I mean, porn, but also Advocate, the news one. Just so many things. And the only places to get them would be gay and lesbian bookstores, oftentimes. Especially, um, you know, I worked at a small uh, bookstore in the area community news center. They always had a decent gay lesbian section, mm-hmm. a good selection of magazines. So they tried. Uh, but that's, I think, because they were very friendly and also had lots of gays on staff, st- you know, stocking the stuff. Right. But, like, you know, the Barnes Nobles and all them, fuck them. They never had much in the way of a queer section. Um, until they realized they could make money off of it. And that's what killed the uh, local bookstore. We had a Real World Emporium. Uh, was the gay lesbian bookstore here in Lansing. Uh, a lesbian couple opened it up. It was an old town. Um... Where Punk Taco is right now on Turner, that was okay. a bookstore. And where the Creole is, that was just an empty space that wasn't really finished, but was kind of an ad hoc community center. Dances happened there, a lot of meetings happened there, a lot of events happened in that open space next to Real World. Um, so, you know, I felt for them, you know, but suddenly Barnes Noble moved in, made a big store, and then had a big gay lesbian section, and like wouldn't have a discount, and suddenly people would go there. And so Real World kind of circled the drain and finally went away. It's like, oh, because no. it's hard. I mean, and then, you know, the advent of Amazon and big big box bookstores 
kind of cuts into those independents. And, and a gay lesbian bookstore is going to be independent. Um, Oscar Wilde Memorial Bookshop, that was in New York City. I think that's closed now. Uh, that was, one, I think, one of the first gay lesbian bookstores in America. And I remember going, once, one of the times I was in New York, I actually went through there, and I was like, yeah, I've been here. I wanted to buy a t-shirt, but they didn't have one my size. <laughs> um, you know, uh, Unabridged Bookstore is an incredible bookstore in Chicago, mm-hmm. which is still going strong. It's on Broadway. Um, but you really don't know it's a gay lesbian bookstore walking in there because they have like just a good selection of fiction. It's a good independent bookstore that just happens to have an insane amount of queer content in it, uh, including an incredible art section. Like, you know, some of those art books are like 60, 70 bucks. And they right. always come shrink-wrapped. They always make a sacrificial copy where they open one up and let people thumb through it so you can actually see what the art is. And these things just get mangled. But made me buy a few books. It's like, okay, I know, you know, I'm willing to drop 50 bucks for this art book because I flipped through it and saw what kind of art's in it. Yes, I want this. <laughs> um, it's just, a, they've always been a special place. And yeah, I think Amazon and big box chains, the Schuler's, well, Schuler's, Borders, uh, Barnes & Noble, kind of. Right. Which is funny, but now I've <laughs> read an article that shows, says that the ones that have survived are still surviving because what happens is uh, Amazon is taking a chunk out of the big box ones. Yeah. Barnes Nobles, the Borders, which is now dead, you know, those are being losing money to the Amazons. Mm-hmm. I think it's because, like, when people go to a small private bookstore, they're kind of like, okay, I know I might not get the cheapest amount here, but I like the atmosphere. I like the place. I like right. the service. Right. And with the independent local booksellers, you've got what's basically a curated collection. Mm-hmm. You know, a niche. There's yeah. a niche where, and if you've got your grouping of customers who like that niche, yeah. 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 On Amazon, you will always be able to find exactly what you're looking for. If you know what you're looking for. If you know what you're looking for. And at these small independent places, you find things that you Never knew existed. I didn't know you were looking for it. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God, I did not know that I needed this until I had my hand. Right now. And I'm like, also, something about the physicality of picking up a book and kind of flipping through it and just feeling it and saying, yeah, I want this. Also, for me, when I go to a bookstore, it's like, I got to support them. So it's an excuse to buy. (laughs) Because, like, I had nothing I really needed, but oh, there's this book. Okay, I'll I'll pay full price because I want to support them. And I feel justified. Yeah, it's like, I. Because we've gone to common language together, and it's like, yep. oh, I'm going to leave with several books because, hey. Yeah. Um, also, it's a place where you can get your rainbow flags and your... You can get your J-Lube at common language. And, uh, you know, and sometimes porn. Uh, that was the thing real world was really struggled with. I mean, they're lesbian-owned, and they're like, we need to make money, but we don't really like the idea of pornography. You know, it's... It, so much of feminism is about, you know, porn is horrible. And it's like, true, but it's like, but it also makes money. So they actually had a very tasteful section where they, it was a binder with the covers that you could just flip through, say which number you wanted, and you got a, a cassette. This is back in the VHS days. Of course. You got the tape with the number on it, and that was it. You watched it, and you could shove it through the slot to return it. So yeah. that slot's still in that door. I'm like, oh, all the gay porn that's gone through this. <laughs> Do these people eating their hipster tacos? No. And it's like, of course not. No, um, the trouble is they also, um, you know, you have to also be at top of your game when you're running a small bookstore like that. You have mm-hmm. to use social media, talk to people, make events. Uh, you got to, you know, get people to be willing to go there. And always got to keep it clean and keep it looking new and different. You know, you have to be on top of your game to make it work. Right. Um, 
And that was trouble with real world. They never, they didn't get a lot of new stock in. Because I always made a point, I want to buy something there every time I go there for like a meeting or something else. And it got to the point where I'm just buying candy bars. Because they had this thing called the gay bar that someone made. And it's basically a candy bar that had a gay wrapper on it. And it was called the gay bar. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'd only be buying chocolate there because like all the books here are ones I either already own or don't want. You know? And right. it's like, and, the, and their magazine selection had dwindled. And it's like, oh. But yeah, you got to, you know, you got to be on your, you know top of your form to to make it work but i think a lot of small bookstores do have that dedicated staff that just love books and love being there and so we'll give that 110 percent, unfortunately which it takes to to be around right but oh i was talking to some people who just moved to town and we were just talking about bookstores in the area and i was like oh i want i want to me a bookstore again <laughs> uh because what are the other ones sons and daughters that was in grand rapids that was a pretty good one they're gone uh just for us I think was the one in Royal Oak. Um, yes, they're gone now. I believe too. Yeah, they. Yeah, because I used to go there and lots get, of porn. Get, lots yeah. of porn. Yeah, no, it, it, it. Yeah, Just for Us was less a bookstore and more a porn shop. A though. more por a more gay porn shop. Um, yeah, but yeah, I remember going there and you know getting the magazines mm-hmm. and you know. I saw the Bear magazines and mm-hmm. Foreskin Quarterly and, you know, Bondage magazines and Rubber magazines. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. There's all this. Which is an interesting yeah. thing, too, because all that is on the Internet. But you have to know what you're looking for when you go there. Because, yeah, it's one of those great things. You walk in there and it's like, oh, all the stuff. Right. Oh, because, yeah, in your mind, you're like, I knew, I know there's things I'm interested in, but I don't necessarily know what. Right. Until you see it. And it's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, and it, it was a wonderful discovery mm-hmm. uh, mechanism. That, yeah. Um, Which is kind of gone now. I mean, I do appreciate it. I'm not one to bemoan. It's like, oh, the old days. It's like, there's some nice things to it, but there's also some nice things to the new, I mean, to the new systems. I think the new system, much more of it's about, um, you know, word of mouth. Mm-hmm. People kind of say, oh, my God, have you seen this? And things like that. Um the uh, so I think that's how it's spreading now, as opposed to finding it on your own. Or you know, sometimes you just have that. You know, I'm on the internet. I'm bored. Well, let's just go down some rabbit holes. Find out what there is on Fet Life. Hit hit the random button on Pornhub. See what you get. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I love bookstores, and yes, I'm. I just wish the yeah, Lansing had more. I mean, Ann Arbor has a, a good selection. I was telling you know the mm-hmm. Dawn Treaders, great used bookstore. Um, Intelligentsia Books is a newer... I mean, the fact that a new bookstore opened up and it seems to be doing pretty well in Ann Arbor, it's like, okay, it gives me hope that bookstores... But yeah, the gay lesbian bookstores, it's like it's it's kind of a thing. And But I think, you know, things are changing. Books are still a thing, but so much electronically, especially magazines. Oh, yeah. I mean, ma- yeah, magazines in general are just... Yeah, yeah, and it's like... And I like, you know, I've always liked the whole zine culture and all that, but you had to have a big enough community to make enough zines so that's a local so you could actually, you know, you know, have a full sh- shelf of them at any given bookstore. Right. Oh, um, Quimby. Quimby is a great store in Chicago. Uh, zine, magazine, bookstore, but they've, they've, lots of queer content. That was one I um, really liked a lot. So, yeah, um, they're not dead. They're around still, uh, but things change, you know. Yeah. I mean, when, when TV became a thing, everyone thought radio would be dead. 
I was like, well, no. No, but what rate? But what radio has become is very different from what it was mm-hmm. before television was around. So, and you know, no, until like, well, radio is podcasts. If only. Uh, but no, my my joke was no podcast is what killed zines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and instead of making zines, all, all all the hip cool kids are making their own podcasts. Oh, because the technology is there. Yeah. It's like you know, yeah, the mimeograph machine made it possible to do zines, and now you know, easy editing. And cheaper computers make it possible to podcast. So, it's, you know, things change. And But, yeah, I still do like zines. I think certain subcultures still are big on zines. Um, at Everybody Reads, the, you know, lefty socialist uh, vegan bookstore that I, you know, volunteer at. Um, they, we have this great transgender zine that just some local people made it. And it's supposed to be quarterly. And they give it away for free. They have a patron to fund it and they send out copies to people who patronize it but um, yeah it's like this person showed up and like had about 10 of them and it's like oh that looks really cool we'll put it on our freebie table thank you yes so, please you know, so the zine you know people are still making zines and they can be really cool like I said it's just an, a cool object of art I have a lot of books on PDF that I've actually bought physical copies of because the actual like especially in game books the actual physical game book can be so cool and just the the beauty of it you know Mm-hmm. The papers they use, the colors they use, the printing processes, wow. Oh. And, and throwing a ribbon bookmark, and I'm like, oh, this is hard. <laughs> uh, real quick aside about game books. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my friends is beta testing a, a second edition and posted to, to the Reddit group and said, mm-hmm. I can tell this is a labor of love because every single section, every single table is falls on even pages. Mm-hmm. So you automatically have two-page layout for everything. And he's like, I, I've worked in, you know, producing, mm-hmm. you know, not not the 700 pages, but doing that before. And I know that's a royal pain in the mm-hmm. ass to get right. And he's like, this is a labor of love. You need to give this man your money. So, yeah, there's, yeah, it's, you know, bookstores are like, oh. yeah. I just want, you know, yeah, I want the queer bookstore that also maybe has a coffee shop attached and some really good pastries and is open 24 hours. I want more 24-hour culture stuff because sometimes at 4 a.m. it's like, okay, I'm not sleeping. Maybe I should do something useful. What's out there? A lot of the 24-hour places have kind of been withering and dying. Theo's is no longer a thing. Uh, yeah, right. Denny's have disappeared. I don't know what there really is in 24-hour culture anymore around, but... Fleetwood. Uh, except on weekends. They close at 1 o'clock on Fridays and Saturdays so they don't have to deal with drunk people. Which is funny because the only times I really want to go there super late are on the weekends. I'm like, damn it. So a 24-hour diner, that's not really open 24 hours. No yeah, way. I mean, it, it seems like hippie hash after you've had six drinks would be a really good thing. Until the people have to then mop up the hippie hash <laughs> with, or deal with a broken window or yeah. uh, those sexual harassments. It's like, I think they just made a point. It's like, we don't want to deal with drunk bar people coming off of, you know, and it's like, fair enough. It's your business. You get to decide oh, what well. you do. Um, but yeah, no bookstores, a wonderful thing. Super nostalgic for them, but eh, it's, it's, they're, tr- they're tough to keep going and we're losing another one. Yeah. Well, you know what else is a wonderful thing? Mm. Gay men's choruses. Do you have one locally? Go. <laughs> Go. Yeah, pa- patronize. Events. Sing with them. Upcoming yeah. events. Uh, the Lansing Out Game course. going to be singing December 7th and 8th. First person to be church. 7.30 p.m. $15 for tickets. Um, 
Good event. Uh, yeah, this will be dropping, I think, the Wednesday or so. Wednesday before. before so, so uh, yeah, uh, come if you're local, come here and sing. Uh, I think January 8th, which is a Tuesday, will be our next open audition, audition period for our spring concert. Yep. Uh, it's the second half of our uh, 30th anniversary celebration. So, you know, there should be some cool stuff. Uh, yep. We're working up for an, what, in a couple of years or? Next year. Is, uh, or, or 2020. Is uh, uh, um, Gala? Yes. Okay. So Gala is a wonderful event. It'll be in Minneapolis this year. We're probably going to send a group to that again. Uh, you know, the one in Denver was great fun. It really renewed my interest in like, okay, I got to stick with this for at least four more years. <laughs> um, yeah, I met some really cool people. Uh, other upcoming events. Um, I'm trying to think what our official B- birthday event. party at Out Bar. True. On. Um, well, I, it, it it is a public event on Facebook. So. Well, yeah, and also it is taking place at a public bar. Yeah. Um, uh, so yes, uh, a latex pup is having his uh, birthday party at a bar. So if you want to see some latex, La- latex boys, pup and title holder. Yes. So so uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, show up there. Um, doors down from uh, common language. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Check out the clearance sale there. The other thing I heard that's closing is Bagel Fraggle, possibly. Um, Bagel Fraggle is an institution that was in started in Arbor, came to East Lansing. They make a deep fried raisin bagel that's covered in uh, sugar and cinnamon. They are so good. And um, there's one kept going in Ann Arbor. I'm like, cool, but there's something going on with the landlord and they're possibly closing. I'm like, oh no, because they had a sandwich which I loved and I couldn't remember the ingredients. And it was a smoked turkey sandwich with this hot mustard. I'm like, oh. And it's like, oh, Bagel Fraggle still exists. So I went on their website and saw what made up the sandwich. I'm like, oh. Oh, I can make that. Well, yeah, because it, I, it was a spicy honey mustard. And that was the key. It's like, oh, I was just okay. getting spicy mustard. No, it's the spicy honey mustard that ma- made Hot that and sweet. Smoked turkey, yeah. Swiss cheese, melted. Spi- oh, yeah. The yeah. Smoking bird. Yum. And Fraggles. So I really wanted to hit them up. But they only opened for breakfast. And it's like, oh. Okay. Yeah, kind of hard to be in Ann Arbor for breakfast well, just for that. Well, it closes at yeah. 2 o'clock. And it runs out of their signature thing probably before then. So, it's fair enough. Uh, but someday, maybe. Um, yeah, but the more things change, the more they say the same. No. No. Change is inevitable. That's our thing. Um, are there upcoming events? I can't think. Uh, no. the, just the big ones. Uh, Claw. Uh, Claw. And oh, a... yes. We just passed the uh, cheaper registration. I didn't do it because... I was like, it's only 30 bucks more, and I'm not too sure. Also, I'm really thinking about volunteering, so I have to get that in. That can make it much cheaper. Yeah, I, I, if you are considering volunteering, I would highly recommend doing it before the end of the year. Oh, yeah. So, uh, because, yeah, the sooner, you know, better chance of, of getting in what you it's need. It's a great deal. And, I mean, yeah. this is, a, you know, even at the cheap rate, it was 179 bucks for the weekend, which you get for eight hours of work. It's yeah, like twenty two bucks an hour. It's like that's fucking good wage. Yeah, yeah. No, they 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 do it well, and I mean there is a, a volunteer lounge mm-hmm. that you know they always have coffee and drinks, and you know they'll have you know some food there sometimes. I've been to conventions where basically the convention cost like thirty five bucks to get in, but they required you to work like twelve hours. Mm-hmm. And I'm like that's not even worth it. You know that's less than minimum. I'll just give you your 35 bucks and that not have to, you know, work 12 hours for this, you know, two day period. <laughs> and, you know, I had a blast, um, you know, I, I would have liked to have played 
in the dungeon those mm-hmm. nights that, that I was doing check-in, but I mean, I got to say hi to everybody. Oh, yeah. got, got to meet some, you know, got to meet everybody. When I got through IML, yeah. it's like it was, I worked the door and the people were just like, hey, 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 hey. And yeah, IML coming up Memorial Day weekend mm-hmm. and, um, and yeah, soon Creek Ridge will be opening yep. back up and I need to get back out there and... It was fun. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, there's people who had, uh, were talking about Camp It because they had been there. Uh, and I mentioned, oh, you know about Creek Ridge? And they're like, we heard about it. We don't know what it is. I was like, okay, let me tell you. And considering you live here in Lansing, it's so close. Yeah, it, it's really It's good. also more maybe, I think they're the kinds who like to go camping and have fun. And it's like, yeah, Creek Ridge is a bit more designed for that. It, yeah, it, it is designed for fun and shenanigans okay. and... Yeah, uh, and as far as crafting, nope. Oh, we I haven't at all. I, I've I haven't been focused I, on my music, and I need to because I realize that I'm just like not by not making anything or doing anything. I'm just like you know, makers gotta make, and when you don't, yep. you just like feel like you're you're not being who you are, and it's like yeah, I gotta get on that and deal with. It. I mean, I went to um when I did visit my family, we went to uh, like a local uh, nursery, <laughs> which was doing a little antiques craft show. And it was kind of cool looking and seeing what other people do. And I was like, okay, it inspires me. It's like, oh, that's cool. That's cool. And there's this woman who's doing some really cool polymer clay jewelry and pens and other stuff. And I'm like, I have the stuff for this. There's some cool things you can make with this stuff. Yeah. And we talked with her and it was like, oh. And so that, you know, it kind of renewed my interest. Like, yes, I have so many things that I can do. I just need to do something. I also saw on Facebook, I came to a realization Crafting and buying craft supplies mm-hmm. are two separate hobbies. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's too easy. Um, yeah. I have a friend who she she now has a moratorium on buying new stuff until she's used some of the stuff she has. So she, she just had a uh, Christmas ornament making party at her place on Friday to go through a lot of stuff. And then she's like, yay, now I can buy more of this because I ran out of this. <laughs> we actually used up this thing. I need to buy more. Yes, and she feels justified. It's like you should be because things were made. Yep, you need need to use up your uh, your pearls. And... But I was not. Um, I was busy, so I couldn't go to that event, and that was sad because it'd been fun to hang out with people making things. But I had to work. But we'll see. All right, and on that note, we've run out of time again. Please send your questions, comments, show ideas, dirty pictures, or project photos to harryprone at gmail.com. Or tweet at us. We are at harryproneconf. Our theme music is Hotspot by Augs, used under the Creative Commons Attribution License. Please listen to our friends on the internet, listeners of Paris, Linoleum Knight, Off the Cuffs. Thank you for listening. Please leave a rating and review wherever you get your podcasts. We are your hosts, Sarah Kane. And Lansing Mike. Wishing you peace, love, and perversion. Good night. Good night.